As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's lights out, and away we ayo! Welcome to No Breaks, an F1 podcast coming coming to you live from the No Dunks Inc. Classic Factory, proudly part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Whether you're joining us live in the Slipstream team on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast later on, thank you so much for joining us. I am your host and uh, local Ferrari-loving Rube, Graydon Gordian. Uh, my <laughs> co-host, Trey Kirby, is off this week. He he caught the first flight from Budapest to the sunny Greek Isles where he's reportedly lounging on a boat with Fernando Alonso. But as always... Team Principal JD over on the pit wall, making the right strategy call for each stint in this podcast. How are you doing, JD? I'm doing great, Graydon. Oh, I'm so it's glad to you're see here. you. You're you nailed it coming in. You I mean, that's my first, that's my first it. That's my first, it's the first in all these years. The first time I got to yell the ayo. I was it's excited great. for it. It's, it's, great. it's been like you know 15 years coming. <laughs> okay, it's uh, it's hard to replace Trey with his luscious long beard and his bold fashion, but we're gonna try our best because we have got not one but two amazing guests this week. The co-hosts of the Red Flags F1 podcast, Matt Elisafon and Brian Muller. Matt, Brian, how are you guys doing? Doing good. You know, I'm wearing my I'm wearing a Supreme shirt to cut, you know, Supreme Formula One shirt. So, you know, bring the fashion. I love that. I, I wish Trey was here. He would actually love that. He would be very jealous that you have that. He would be very into that. Yeah. Matt, what about yourself? How you, how you doing? I am um, I'm speechless actually. I'm this is that whole intro and your your office and your microphone. <laughs> it's just like this is one giant flex. Um, <laughs> we can we can barely get a recording off the ground every every single you week. You say it's the a miracle, flex, but so. you are the guys. Let's 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 just for those of our listeners who are unfamiliar, which many of you guys are, you are the podcast that Jalopnik called like one of the like the must listen podcast like f1 podcasts out there so i i mean i feel like the real flex is you guys taking the time to come on so i appreciate it i uh, thank thank you thank very much you, well, thank we, you. they did jalopnik did post that and then and then a bunch of people were very angry in the comments <laughs> being like who are these guys i don't care about them screw these guys we don't care you're wrong jalopnik but they're not wrong they're right oh. we're, we're the best kept secret in f1 <laughs> Okay. A, a lot of people gave like the Charles scream at uh, was it uh, 
Yeah, like, in, in, in Paul Ricard. Oh! Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> it was like they were really scandalized. It was um, okay. Jesus. It was basically because Brian tackled Elizabeth Blackstock at Jalopnik when That's he was true. in her offices. He was promoting something, his TV show. And then he was basically like, fuck my TV show. You guys want to hear about my, my podcast? <laughs> screw okay. my actual career. I have a question. I have a question. Because as a yeah. – so this is – I feel like as an American F1 fan, the number one question I get from like randos or friends or people when they ask me about why the heck do you care about Formula One is like how did you get into it? You know, for many of them, their answer is like drive to survive, right? But I mean, Brian, I'll ask you, Brian, first. Like what's like your origin story here? Like what? how did you get into Formula One? Because for a lot of us, it's – you know, it's – I don't know. The, for a lot of folks, it's a fairly recent interest. For mine, it's a longstanding. So, Brian, where'd that passion come from? Well, I, 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 I you know, I'm part of the masses. We're not. We're not. Spe- <laughs> the thing about us is that we're not special. We're one of you. We're one of you. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was a drive to survive, uh, you know, fanboy. Uh, but kind of was alone in my fanness because I watched it during the pandemic when I was quarantining at my girlfriend's house um, with her with her parents in Houston. And I was like, I needed some alone time. So I found this show and I, I've always loved like the docuseries. I've loved, you know, Hard Knocks to when they do the thing on HBO where they lead up to the Winter Classic. Like I've always gotten into those things. And I used I, I watched the racing movies like when we were growing. What that's that Sylvester Stallone movie. Wait, yeah, we he, always talk about this, Shady. What's that one called? What it? It always comes up. It's bad, it's, supposedly. I've never. It's seen horrible. It. But <laughs> I, I know that there's there's some scene in it where where there's like this guy, like he's the wily old veteran, and then yeah. there's like a Sebastian Vettel type who's like the up and coming guy. I think it's maybe Hayden Christensen, and then they're like they're like he's so good, like he. <laughs> he goes he he flips a quarter he stops the car on the on the track he flips a quarter onto the track and they're like what's he doing they're like check this out and he goes and he hits the corner and and the 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 quarters on the wheel and it's like <laughs> this guy can stop on a dime and it's like <laughs> that, is... that was my experience hey, with racing so wait, the where's the ba- that sounds incredible what's the bad part you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the bad yeah, part. Yeah. Right. I was like, I'm I'm yeah. buying that on Amazon. I'm Wait, buying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm no purchasing. Not even owned. renting; it's a purchase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where, Matt, wait, Matt. What about yourself? Were you also like drive to survive as the hook, or did uh, it go before that? Yeah, I'm like more curious, like because I I was listening to your last podcast. And you said you were like, he was. You were, you said you you've been watching for eight nine years. I'm like that's the, like the dark ages. You must have been completely alone. <laughs> I, I mean, I was yeah, <laughs> big time. No, I mean it right. was Drive to Survive. It was Drive to Survive, and um, and then I, I I Brian and I were famously in a fight. So like he watched it like six months before or something, <laughs> and then he was like, I would tell Matt about it, but he's an asshole, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share this with him. I'm just gonna swallow it and then finally like i watch it maybe six months later and then i i was like have you watched this um thing called drive to survive and brian was like yes and then we we put aside our differences and we started talking and it was so nice talking about it and then you know i became obsessed with it and i started you know trying to find like podcasts and it was all these british 
dry guys who sounded like they knew what they were talking about. And it was like, you know, in the, in the screenwriting, in the, in the movie industry, they, there's this book by William Goldman called Adventures in the Screen Trade. And like his whole gist is like, nobody knows anything. Like the, the all these Hollywood executives that they, they, they make most of the movies that they put out every year are disasters. Right. And it's like the, the highest paid executives don't know what they're doing because it's such a hard, crazy business. And the more I learned, I was like, oh, nobody knows what they're doing. Now, Ferrari doesn't know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> so we're going yeah, to get into I, that. <laughs> I could be a pundit because yeah. nobody knows. Sure. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it, I mean, it's also it's it's actually people think like I'm some OG because I started watching this stuff in like 2013 or something as if that somehow makes me like I could just hop up on the pit wall and be a race engineer or something like that. Right. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, it's pretty. I mean, I would say on the grand scheme of things, still fairly novice. OK. One thing that also Trey asked me when we first started the show, he made me kind of admit out loud where I was a homer and where I was a hater. So I have a question, which before we get into mm. this, favorite driver or team, least favorite driver? Who's the who's the guy who like when he screws up, you're you're making excuses, and who's the guy who, no matter how well he does, it's like he just can't he can't get down with it. Um, mine, you know, uh, it, it happens to be Lando Norris. And I don't yeah. know why that happened. I don't know if I'm particularly proud of that fact, but Your that favorite. is yeah, he's, my yeah. favorite. Sorry, sorry. My favorite. My favorite is Lando. I love Lando. I also, I don't, I just think, I just love that he's like, he's just, he's so good. Yeah. He's just so good. <laughs> and, and he's, and he's Gen Z and he's candid and he's like it's just within striking distance. Like I, you know, I I like Lewis and I like Max, but they're they're already at the top, so I need someone to like root for. But I'm not gonna sure. like root for Latifi because then I'm I'm already a Mets fan. It's like it's yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. I don't need another you know Mets in my life. Uh, but not this year. They're gonna win the World Series. Knock on wood. So, but anyway, yeah. So Lando's my guy. Um, and then my least favorite, my least favorite would probably be. Stroll, which is obvious, but it's probably yeah. Stroll. I get no. Those are both fit. Those are both fair answers. Yeah, yeah I mean, those yeah. are both. I think one is very likable and one is extremely unlikable. Feels so, yeah. yeah and I don't fair. really like Vettel either, which we, we can oh, get. Oh, well, I'm excited for that because we are going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk about the guy. I oh, yeah, I yeah. also feel like we'll we'll wait for it. But I feel like that's kind of a hot take because I feel like he's going through a moment of a lot of adoration. Everyone like loves that. him and we just I, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we don't get it. I also don't I also don't like Oh, that I'm, okay. So. Uh, we're going to get into that <laughs> yeah. when we get to the, the recent news about him, but first, let's get into the Hung- yet another exciting thrilling weekend at the Hungarian Grand Prix where all the teams execute at a high level, none of them make any major mistakes and everyone shows their professionalism. First, let's get into what happened on Saturday uh, qualifying. Uh, here's the results from qualifying. We saw a surprise poll from George Russell, uh, an incredible lap he put together, not the quickest in any sector, but putting together like a really quick lap across the board, followed by the two Ferrari boys. Then you had Lando Norris your guy coming in fourth, a really solid qualifying from him. The two Alpine guys, you know, hopping up above. Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Daniel Ricciardo, and Max Verstappen, and then I believe Perez is down in 11th. The Red Bull guys way out of position. 
compared to their normal finishing. Any big takeaways from this? Were you surprised to see Russell on pole, or did that something that you kind of thought going in, oh, I actually think Merck has the pace for this? I mean, any when you look at that starting grid, anything jump out at you as, I don't know, peculiar, odd, uh, exciting? Anything that had you excited for Sunday? Well, he, he tends to do these miracle laps on Saturday occasionally, and... Um... And so, you know, it's just like I I was and then I was all prepared, ready to be like, okay, how I was ready for him to win because I was just thinking, okay, Ferrari's going to screw up. So George, I think, is going to win. But, you know, I never anticipated what was going to happen, you know, in the future. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I never anticipated that Verstappen was going to come through. I thought George is going to win and um, and they'll at least keep Verstappen behind. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like, I, I like, I, I agree. The other thing that jumped out at me on here that I liked, because I feel like part of being an F one fan is you've gotta fall in love with like midfield battles a little bit. Was like the two Alpines sandwiched between the two McLarens, not directly, but I feel like that is exciting and fun, and the battle for fourth is going to be fun. I, you've at some point in the season, you've got to start to get excited about that stuff. Especially, I think this might be oh, that point. Now. This yeah, might be yeah, that point there. where, you know, <laughs> where the, yeah, where it's like the, some of the stuff at the top of the table is not the most exciting it was. Okay. But honestly, qualifying was good. The race was a whole nother phenomenon. So let's, let's just get into <laughs> it. Let's get into what the final standings were on Sunday. Let's take a look at it here. Uh, JD, here we go. Max Verstappen in first. I think if you remember from that graphic before, he started in 10th. Then we had Lewis Hamilton and George <laughs> Russell there. Second, Mercedes' second double podium in a row. Carlos Sainz in fourth. Sergio Perez in fifth. Charles Leclerc down in sixth. How how interesting, how exciting. Lando Norris uh, <laughs> in seventh. Fernando Alonso in eighth. Uh, Alpine loyalist Fernando Alonso. Esmen Ocon in ninth and... Uh, Brian's beloved Sebastian Vettel down in 10th. <laughs> so, okay, we'll just go to the – hold on. For this next segment, we're going to – before we talk about Max's, you know, coming back from 10th and everything like that, I, I want to talk about Ferrari. But I, in order – I brought some official – I'm a Ferrari fan. I'm a huge Charles Leclerc fan. People know this. I bought some official Ferrari fan gear to, to put on. Why? Hold on one second. Hold on. I got my Ferrari. There we go. That's right. This is hell yeah. This is yeah. what I. This is. This is how I feel like week after week, like being now. Yeah. Now <laughs> with that with like. that outfit on, you have to say that um, the, it was the car. It was. We did not do. We did not even run the race. We, we did nothing wrong. <laughs> we just did not have the pace today. That is what is the. What is what does it matter? It's no regrets, only memories, right? So, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we couldn't have even won the race. Was the defense <laughs> from Benotto when they were leading? <laughs> And they were first and second. They were running. I okay. Let, I, how to even begin unpacking? I mean, where to begin? Where I mean, it's 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 same shit, different day. I mean, it's just yeah. It, and what's interesting about the, our relationship with Ferrari is that when we came into Formula One, 
when we first started watching, immediately we were like, we hate Ferrari. Sure. <laughs> I, maybe it's because they're like the establishment. They they represent like we're the we you know the new American fans. We're yeah. everything that like they're kind of against. If anything, Red Bull kind of represents a little bit of that. Like we're the new guys on the block energy, but. Um, and McLaren's kind of like taken. They're trying to get that American, that American fan. Yeah, but we were I just like Ferrari's. Yeah, Ferrari's Harvard, and we're like state schools, and we're like screw Ferrari. See, my my Ferrari fandom goes back to I got into this. We were just coming out of an era of Red Bull dominance, and they were uh, right. waning. So they had just won four titles in a row, and that felt like the Homer thing to do. But then Mercedes proceeded to rattle off a million titles in a row. And that felt like rooting for the Yankee coming in and being a Yankees right, fan as yeah. a new baseball right. fan. It was like, I can't do that. That's ridiculous. Right. So the, so I was kind of being like, well, I'll, I'll root for these Ferrari guys. It's like a classic team, whatever. And then Charles <laughs> came in and I was like, Oh, this kid seems really talented. And a bit like you with Lando Norris. I was like, I need like a young guy to root. like a guy who's like, f- I've been here for his full career. To root for. Right, so right. I'm like, so when he was at Alfa Romeo, I was like, I'm going to root for this guy. And that has been a terrible choice. I mean, it's just gone. To, uh, no, 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 I actually still no, like him. No, but no, no, you, you, it's misery. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You chose the right driver. I mean, he's great. Yeah, he is. And we great. love him. I fa- I famously got lunch with him through a, uh, through a random connection. Did and you so, really? because I got lunch with him because one of my castmates on, on my, my television show is like buddies with someone in his crew. So they like hung out and then I pestered him and, and, and basically berated him until we all hung out. So we got lunch. <laughs> And before that, I he wasn't really that much on my radar. But after the lunch, I'm like, obviously, this is my guy now. So yeah, we, sure. we love Charles and and watching him week after week, just slowly be gaslit, um, abused, neglected. This is what they do. This is what they do. It's like this is there's it's Felipe Massa. It's Fernando Alonso. It's Sebastian Vettel. It's so Sebastian many guys Vettel, yeah. who are, you know, supreme talents that just like come out on the other end of this looking like a half smoked cigarette because they spent some years at Ferrari. I, so they're, yeah, I, I can't even believe this one. I feel like now we're at the place where I don't know if the buck stops with Bonotto, like if he's here next year, but you got to clean house, right? You've got to have, maybe that's like the American in me thinking like, Oh, the team screws up. You got to fire the coach or something. But like at least the strategy departments got to get overhauled or something. Right. I mean, somebody has got a role here. Like, I mean, we've said it before. I think it's got to be yeah. him. You think it's got to be him? Think, I mean, in the football, in football, they would be like, okay, so like this year we'll fire the offensive coordinator. Next year we'll fire the this guy, and then the Nick, and then finally we'll fi- like they fire up. And but I think it's got to be him. I mean, the cultures. From what I've understood, is Ferrari used to fire everybody and point fingers all the time, and now they've like overcorrected and being like, nobody's at fault. Every we've yeah, 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 yeah. It does. Just, it, it just yeah. it's. It, it's a different type of toxicity. I agree. Yeah, I think the thing used to be like that win now, this sort of like, you know, Knicks-esque is the thing I was compared to. Like every year we've got a springboard right back to being like a title contender or something like that, right? Thing where like they couldn't win. Now they're too patient. It's like we're, we're going to build <laughs> and like every week it's fine. We're just improving. We're iterating. When it's like, no, man, it's go time. Like you've actually yeah. probably put – the more races than not, you've probably had the fastest car on the track. 
Like, I, <laughs> like I, they really it's crazy. Have, like, they have eight poles. They yeah. have eight poles. How many poles does, does Red Bull have? I mean, I like, don't know. But far fewer poles. Charles Leclerc. Matt, yeah. Charles Leclerc has more poles or as many poles now, I think, as many as Max Verstappen. And yes. he's really only been in a competitive car for two of his four years at Ferrari. Two of those years, yeah. they were bad. Like, yeah. I, and he, I think about how many years Max has been in a good car. Like, it, yeah. it, he, it, there. No, it's true. It's insane. It's, it's, but think, think about the races they've thrown away. Like, it's okay. Here's the question then. What is their worst blunder of the season? Is this their worst blunder of the season? Is it? Is it Monaco? Is it Silverstone? Is it? Fran- I mean, France is is not their blunder. It's Charles's mistake. But it's like, what's the like? What's the yeah, one that they threw away? I, I still put. I still blame Ferrari for that because they they put him. <laughs> they put him in a. I love that was, attitude. He was on tilt, you know. He was yeah. on tilt. It was like. It was like. Um, you know they they double more they they put a second mortgage on his house and they're like you you got to win you got to go to Vegas and win right now he was like he was like um, Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems right he was like <laughs> he's he's got to win right now or they're, or they're, or they're or they're breaking they're burning his house down okay so of course he's 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 going he's like okay I got KG he's gonna have twenty rebounds twelve you know what I mean <laughs> twenty assists he's making these crazy bets. That you know, and and of course it's not going to pay off. So I still blame Ferrari for that. And um, I'm sorry, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> I think Monaco. It was, what was their Monaco? What's the big Monaco. Thing? Yeah, it's Monaco. It's, it's Monaco. Monaco. Okay. Yeah. Because they, yeah, it's mean, the most Monaco's important the, of the season. It's like, how do you not win? And it's for the soul. I mean, Monaco is where the, the soul was because that's Charles's home race. He's had all the bad luck in that race. He's never he never completed a, 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 an actual race there. Like every time that he had raced there, something Which had gone wrong. So there was this like, oh no, what's going to happen to Charles and Monaco? How is and how is he going to mess it up? Because like he last year. Or you know what? What? Yeah, last year he, he put, it, he in put it into the wall. Yeah, and then he then his gearbox was broken, so then he couldn't even start the race. So it was like, and, and he was this on is, pole. It was this weird like he started right. on pole and then he didn't even start. You're yeah, right because yeah. if you actually also go back before like the first pit stop, it's like Carlos Sainz is in second and he's like gumming everybody up. They're like stuck behind him and Charles is like driving away. He was like eight seconds in the lead, which should have been more than enough to react to literally whatever Red Bull did. It, like, didn't matter what anybody else did. He had built such a big gap. They should have been in complete control, and they just screwed it up. They just sat there, just like something happened, and they were like, it's like these things happen, and it's like they've never even considered that, like, that these very likely possibilities would occur. It's they're, they're so indecisive. It's insane. Somebody, somebody's got to go. Somebody's well, we, we say it all the time. It's like it's like Ferrari is the only team that will put their drivers on hold. Yeah. A driver will <laughs> they'll ask them something and they'll be like, um, give us a minute. And then it's like it's, a, good, a good decision. A good decision made quickly is better than the great decision made slowly. And like half, exactly. the, half the stuff that Red Bull does, I honestly feel like it's not even that it's the perfect strategy all the time. Although I do think their strategy department is far superior. They're just decisive. They're just like, and we're doing this and this is what right. we're doing. So let's go. And it's like and then they're like, Max, figure it out. That's the call we well, made. Drive, drive based off of this call. Like right. I, well, they and, do it with their chest, and then Ferrari's like, "Oh, they seem really confident with that decision." Maybe, and then it gets in their head. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. seems." <laughs> they have like Plan Z, 
Like they have, they're like, wait, <laughs> they overthink things. It's, right. it's, it's like, it's and they're incredible. doing, last week they did a, I said this on our pod, they did a dummy. They're doing, it's like, they're doing, they're the worst team in the league in terms of strategy. And they're doing like the NFL equivalent of flea flickers, of running back passes, of it's just like establish the run. Just establish the run and and make keep it simple. Why are you doing dummies when you when you can't even when you can't even avoid being undercut? It's it's I, like it's like for uh, Mercedes for you know for years or at least we saw it last year was kind of like they weren't on some level they weren't used to making quick strategy calls because like they were just so much better than yeah, everyone else yeah. for so long that they didn't even have to worry about strategy that much. And on some level, that's Ferrari too. Ferrari doesn't have to reinvent the wheel to win these races. They just have to not drop the wheel and break it into a million pieces. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. what it's they do time like and time again. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that guy, you know, and honestly, they even in this race, even in this race, it's like, okay, why did you go there? You knew you were going to need you immediate, it's not that you can, everybody was committing to a two-stop strategy. Somebody complained. They were like, oh, and they went back-to-back mediums. They signaled they were doing a two-stop. I was like, that's not my critique. Everybody was doing that. That was very obvious. It's like, but just put them on the softs immediately. Yeah. You know you got to overtake George Russell, so you're putting him on the better tire to do the overtake. And then you'll make the short you'll make the short stop on the far end of that and you'll go to the end. It's, I actually don't feel like it was that complicated, you know, and maybe Max catches him. It the said re- what it was on the TV. The yeah. TV said what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Max and Lewis, like all the guys who did well, they've said, they, they looked at what Pirelli told them to do and they did it. And they just said, do the thing. Yeah. It's like, Oh, what if we yeah. just did the basic thing that everybody thinks is the right thing? And the- right. It's like, everyone knows that people, everyone's been like, they shouldn't have gone on the hard. It's like, you know why everyone knows that they shouldn't have gone on the hard. It's not because they were on the track analyzing the data. It's because on the television, they were like, yeah, the hards aren't working on this track. I mean, everyone's pretending like they're experts. They're not experts. It's just Martin Brundle within the first 10 minutes of the race is like, Oh no, the hards aren't working today. But apparently <laughs> Noto didn't get that feed into his ear. And even and first of all, this could be Horner just trolling Bonotto because Horner is truly a, a par excellence troll. But after the race, he was like, oh, yeah, we were going to start on the hards. But then we realized ahead of time that they were going to be a bad tire on Sunday. So we switched to the softs to start the race, which I'm not even sure they were going to do that. But it is a it is a nice pointed thing I, I mean, for him to say after move, the fact. Right. To, yeah, that might that is a move to like, you know, when you're far back to to strap on something like that and go long. Yeah, yeah. It probably would have made sense if the hard tires weren't trash. You know, I, it's mostly right. what guys do. I actually was, I was confused when they started on the softs. I was like, they're, I was like, so what, they're going to do the shortest stint of anybody, of like all these top 10 guys and then just be even further back in the pack? I I, I didn't get it. But I mean, but uh, again, this but, is but, why. But, but they did but, shorter okay. stints on the mediums. The Ferraris yeah, yeah, did shorter yeah, stints on the right. mediums than, than, than like, some guys because did on then Perez did on the softs because they weren't in control Perez went their longer own on his softs. They like they just yeah. reacted to other people. Other people did right. things, and to your point, they panicked and said, "Oh my gosh, should we have been doing that this whole time?" And then they and then yeah. they yeah. So okay, well, what it's interesting, and and we can I know we would talk about Ferrari for a bit, but what's interesting about Ferrari is that the, there's there's the culture of Ferrari, which is long standing. That there's <laughs> issues within the culture of Ferrari. We we did an episode on Fangio. And famously, Fangio <laughs> yeah. went to Ferrari and was like, I hate it here. Yeah. He hated how they did things at Ferrari. 
And he had like, you know, when I was at, you know, when I was at, when I was at Mercedes or when I was at, um, you know, one of the other, my, my previous team, we did this thing where we had separate pit crews for each car. And Ferrari was like, well, we don't do that here. We are Ferrari. At Ferrari, we do it this way. And he was like, but this is, <laughs> but this is the better way. And they're like, but it's not the Ferrari way. So Ferrari would la- rather lose by their criteria then win, but then adapt and win. There was a guy. And then, God, who was his name? There was a an old the guy who was the McLaren engineer yeah. back in the eighties. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Like he talked about how that, like how he went when he went over to Ferrari. It was like insane trying to get them to just adopt like modern like practices about like you know interdepartmental collaboration and things like that it was like impossible to get you to get people to work together no they like, think they 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 think their shit don't stink they're like they're like no but our car is red so we <laughs> red cars like, aren't we can't do anything by definition i mean yeah i mean and, uh, but like and, we, then, we, we talked the whole thing yeah. with michael schumacher right when he comes in he brings in a international non-italian he who, who comes in it's like jean tot yeah jean tot ross Braun's uh, there ross Braun. ross Braun. Yeah. he brings in a german driver he brings in like this multinational coalition to save ferrari and then and then when that era is kind of over ferrari's like oh thank god that's over with and they fucking get rid of everybody <laughs> And they don't. And they don't produce. And the guy Nigel, the English guy, well, that that was one of the reasons Spygate happened. Because once Michael left, they were like, "Let's get rid of all these fucking English guys that have helped us win for all these years." <laughs> Fuck that. And they've not been good ever since. Yeah, right. it's it's they've true. been a step behind ever since. And so it, it, it goes to the culture of Ferrari. And even even the years where they're a step ahead. Like arguably this year or the year where Lewis Hamilton won with McLaren, where they again, another year where they had the best car on track the majority of the year. And Felipe Massa probably should have been the driver's champion. They won the constructor's championship, but Lewis Hamilton nicked him for the driver's title. Uh, Speaking. Didn't they drop it in 18 too with Vettel? Yeah, they were going. Everybody talks about Mercedes Domus during that period, but going into the summer break, at this point right now, Vettel was in the title lead that year, yep. and yeah. like, and they and they blew it, and everybody forgets like that that like how badly they blew it over the. I mean, then they and by the time the season was over, it's like Mercedes won with a bunch of races to spare. It's like they crushed them from here on out. Right. So it's like it was it wasn't even close. Uh, speaking of. <laughs> crushing Ferrari from here on out the you know uh Mag so Max also has a has a kind of maybe an equal but opposite day like a banner day for him coming all the way back from 10th uh to win the race I mean I it's a it's silly to say I'm not even gonna ask is Max gonna win the title or something like that that's an insipid question at this point I think how the real many question- hands on the trophy does he have yeah yeah is it's one like- hand I love that I love that they talk about <laughs> like- is it one hand is it two hands yeah is that is both it yeah a finger yeah. it's the yeah the real question I want to ask is actually because I don't even I mean unless you have something I honestly don't even know if I have anything interesting to say about Max's race other than it was just was like clean calm well executed. And the guy's gonna be the gonna win the title this year. I'm more interested in the fact that for the second race in a row, Mercedes put two guys on the podium and is now just 30 points behind Ferrari in the constructor standings. Oh. I think the question is is uh, is it, 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 is Ferrari 
going to get second in the constructors championship this year? N- no. You say yes. No. Okay, I say yes still, but you say yes. No. You say, <laughs> I think yes still, but I, I, I mean, I'm saying no because I really want Ferrari to get third in the in the construction. <laughs> just, Matt, just, Matt's, Matt's like famously gets predictions. He, his yeah. his predictions are always wrong. Okay, so he's he's saying no Except in for hopes when I that said it happens. Vettel was retiring. <laughs> That's right. When it comes to interpersonal I, predictions, he 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 he's right on point. But when it comes to what's going to happen on the race day, then it's then it's not so not so good. So we hope that that Ferrari gets third. That would be so that would be so tasty. It, it would be, be so tasty. It, I I normally I love like chaos and failure. I just don't like when it's happening to my team. So it's like <laughs> this is like <laughs> suboptimal in this instance. Uh, but I you know uh, I, yeah we'll see. I still feel like it's as they're their own worst enemy here. Like, I still think Ferrari will have a better car than Mercedes for the remainder of the year. And if they just drive around like normal F1 people and, like, don't, like, come up with increasingly preposterous ways of throwing races, they can absolutely get second. Like, I, I, I there's not, the only thing standing in their way is themselves mm. here, you know. No, that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that. And they can't change themselves, right? <laughs> That's not something you can change, right? <laughs> Who you are. Yeah. I mean, I've been a Giants fan for years, and except for the two Super Bowls that they won, like there's all, like I mean, this Gettleman era, where you know where they drafted David uh, Daniel Jones, and they they have, you know, and they got Saquon Barkley, and they get these shiny, and they, they they're like, we need to surround Daniel Jones with weapons, but then they get the worst coaches. They have no line. And I'm like, they're going to lose. They're always going to lose. And then they, they're like, you know what Daniel Jones needs? They don't need, they don't come to the conclusion that he's a bad quarterback. They go, he needs more weapons. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, oh, they're going to lose every time. They're always going to lose. I, so, and it's like, I see that. And I'm like, unless they just clean house, they're always going to lose. They, there's, there's something rotten there. I, I, rotten. There's, it's, it's. You you might be right. We'll see. okay. We'll see. There's they also there Ferrari weren't the only ones to have a bad day. A couple other kind of notable bad days out there. Not to make this like our our most probably negative race recap of the season, but it's like uh, uh, Danny Rick. You know, I think what did he start up in seventh or eighth? He he ends outside of the points. Kind of yet again, I think another forgettable weekend for Daniel Ricardo. In he got that five second penalty. Yeah, it was his fault that he hit. Uh, Lance Stroll, but I've I've heard that it's kind of stupid to try to make that move on somebody who's got hard tires. It's just come out. Yeah. I, I watched the onboard right. uh, where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, Lance yeah. tried. Let Lance is coming behind. He, he they both go into the pits together, right? And and uh, his crew his crew guy his uh, engineer goes. Daniel's on hard tires. Like send it, <laughs> and he sent it, and he sent it around that corner, and and Daniel couldn't turn that tight. So yeah. I mean, it, it's like it wasn't really there wasn't much Daniel could do. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I actually don't I actually don't disagree with that. I think that's fair. But it is starting. I feel like the the he's running out of excuses here. And at one point, yeah. I mean, we know that's for a, a fact. Oh. Oh, sorry, that's a rare oh, sympathetic dope. take from us with regards to Daniel Ricciardo. We, <laughs> yeah, because we, we usually flame him. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like, and we I know mean, with where, the did, where did Lando qualify? Where did Lando fourth. qualify? He's fourth. Oh, oh yeah, he was way off go. Lando. I mean, right. no, he was yeah, way no. off Lando. Yeah, I mean, as oh, yeah, he is yeah. every so week. That, I mean, it's like a yeah. Uh, the the, uh, I mean, we'll get to this later in the show, but like with 
the Piastri news, there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle today over where Piastri was going to end up. He is going to end up at Alpine, you know, newsflash to anybody who didn't know that already. But it's the it, it sounded like the other place that they were considering or they was trying to get him was McLaren, which I think mm. obviously so the I, to me that like the lit, the worst kept secret in Formula One, McLaren is trying to replace Daniel Ricardo next year is now public news. It feels like to me, it's like the, that he is. I I believe he's going to be out of a seat and perhaps out of the series next year. I mean personally, so. That, that- He's going to be there in 2023. Well, he's going to be there in 2023. They say that he has a contract. I get he has a contract, but they, but supposedly McLaren was trying to sign Piastri. Were they trying to sign him for 24? I thought they were like trying to fire Rick and probably pay. They've got to have some out. They've got to pay him out. They're, they they're got to pay, pay him out. But they I'm were going to do that, or maybe they're going to try to like swap him and then have him go to Alpine, maybe. Oh, you, I, they I were heard that floating around, too. Okay, so they like, weren't just so going to like straight up fire him. You, they can't fire him. They'd have to pay him out. But the thing right. is, is is um that's his choice, though. Problem. I think here's the problem: if Daniel Ricardo is not racing on an F1 team, he then can't be in Drive to Survive. That's the <laughs> right. Problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is so if you give him all the money in the world, he's still he won't be in Drive to Survive. I mean, when he went on Alan DeGeneres, he was promoting Drive to Survive. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> he doesn't even care about racing anymore. No, it he seems, seems like he's like, yeah, everybody should watch Drive to Survive. And it's like he doesn't even care. He's like <laughs> done with winning races at this point. He seems a little checked out. I think he seems checked out. I mean, because well, in GQ, there was a GQ article about him a couple months ago. It's yeah, like yeah, Daniel yeah. Ricardo, the star of F1. And it's like he's trying to like become this famous F1 driver to people in the United States that don't really watch the races. But that's honestly, it's not a bad strategy in the sense Great that move. guys stay in the series because they are connected to a market. And it's like, yo, right. this guy is the hook into this media audience. It's like the Big Ten, you know, adding Rutgers, thinking now that like New Yorkers are going to watch Big Ten football or something, right? But it's like, they're like the, it's, it, they do that. And if they get the sense that, Daniel Ricardo is the American guy. That alone will be a reason for McLaren to stay 100% committed to him because I think you were correctly pointed out earlier that McLaren, I think, wants to be like the like the most popular team in the United States. I think that's a lot of what the McLaren IndyCar stuff is about and things like that, right, is like building bridges to like the American audience and being like the top team on this side of the pond. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that, and that's true. Daniel was kind of the star coming out of it and he's got the right attitude and he's like good in front of the camera and he's charming and he's all these stuff. And, and, you know, he's still has good race craft. I mean, he pulled over that, 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 that double overtake during the race. And it was, yeah. it was like, we, we, we ragged him a lot because when, I mean, when he first came in and, and when he was on top at Red Bull, not on top, you know, like close to the top at Red Bull. I mean, everything he said was like just so hard, like being this good looking and being this talented <laughs> and being this awesome, um, awesome. Like that was his whole, I mean, you know, and it's like, if you're going to have that thing, if you're going to, if you're going to label yourself that, then when you start falling off, it's going to, there's going to be guys like us being like, but, but you said, but at the, still at the same time, at the same time, he's like our first love. I mean, like he like, you know, the, yeah. the intro to the first episode of Drive to Survive is his voice. And he's like, I'm Daniel Ricciardo. I'm a car mechanic or, you know, whatever. He's making a cheeky joke. And it's like he's not making cheeky jokes now, but it's like when he 
when he did that overtake, it was like, ah, I wish I could quit you. Wish I could quit you. It was like, I still got that flutter of like when you see yeah. an old flame and, and they still look good. But the reality is yeah. him and he, him and Gunter Steiner are the two heroes of the series. A hundred percent. They're the heroes. And Gunter's having his glow up. I mean, yeah, for Gunter, that's the real payoff. <laughs> Because we saw yeah. Daniel, he's like right at the top, and Gunter was at the very bottom, and he's yeah. been at the bottom, but all of a sudden now he's starting to rise his way through, and it's like we've Gunther's we've been John the, Snow, a hero. Yes. Gunter yeah, the a giant. Gunter yeah, totally. went from the bastard, You're a bastard. <laughs> I'm a bastard, <laughs> yeah. and now he's leading the wildlings. He's leading Kevin Mag, K Mag to the promised land. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. We okay. It's time for uh, something we do every here week, uh, every week on No Breaks, which is our No Breaks Full Beans Driver of the Week Award. Oh. Uh, what can I say? My co my co host Jake Kirby loves beans and was over the moon the first time you heard Martin Brundle use the phrase he's given it full beans so you know what to, he thought that was the most wonderful I think if we could go back in time he's like upset that the show's not called full beans but it's I um, anyway so uh, I'll, I'll ask you guys so for you guys when you look at Sands where it finished up who's your driver of the day who's the guy who you think had the best best Hungarian Grand Prix it doesn't have to be the guy who won the race. The guy who won the race this week might be is a good answer, but it doesn't. You know, it's not. It's not always. I mean, it's like it's the driver of the day. We, have, you know, we do these things. So, I uh, okay. I have mine. Do okay. You yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, you go. You go, Matt. Matt. Go for it. I just gotta give. I think I'll give it to Lewis. Yeah. It's mm. a good. Answer. You know, a lot of people. It just he gets so much crap for you know how well George Russell's doing, and every time George Russell. Uh, you know, they got rid of Botas or Botas, as everyone makes me say. They're like, it's you, you, terrible at pronouncing it. It's yeah. Botas. Yeah. So it's, it's Botas. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Botas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is heavy on the, he is heavy on the ass lately. So, and, and he just, the way he, you know, he, he lost this, this championship in a devastating fashion, in the most devastating. He, he could have gotten his eighth and gotten out of there and just, gone on saving the world but because max is a dick and, and and f1 is corrupt he just can't go off into the sunset and because mercedes is committed to the future they brought this 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 hall monitor in who's just right up his ass immediately and uh and and he put it on pole and every time it's like the camera is always on him the pressure is always on lewis like is he it's extra pressure, but and Lewis and George puts it on pole, but Lewis he keeps his head down. He you know he maintains his tires, he maintains his pace, and and look at the result that he got. Okay. I mean, I like I like that, Brian. You got a you got an answer? I mean, I think I, I, I for Hungary, I think I gotta go Max. If 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 Matt's going Lewis, I'm gonna go Max. And I think like Hungary was it was it was a reminder that like they're still the two best guys. Right. It's still Max and Lewis. Like they're still one two. It was so great to see them on the podium together in in that fashion. And you know, Max, we said we said it in our part. It was like Max now at this point just has to just be like consistent. He's like, what's the guy's name? Michael. What's it? Mike, he's Mike Myers. He's he Mike Myers from have... the Halloween movies. He's just okay. he's yeah. just walking steadily <laughs> with a knife towards yeah. the. Towards the finish line, and Ferrari's just like all he has to do is just be like, "I'm here." Like uh, you don't just like put like one yeah. finger on the dial, 
and everyone else spins and out and around the him. Door's he, gonna spin, open. he did a full he 360, and he still won the race. He did a full 360, yeah. he still won the yeah. race. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. – That was just showing off at that point. I feel yeah. Like he just, yeah. Um, yeah, they're the, they're the teenagers that are just running and tripping and falling and screaming, and he's just knife. Yeah. I'm here with the knife, and I'm walking. <laughs> I, I I gotta agree with it. It's I mean I those would have been my two choices. But I I think I'm gonna go Max. I I like as a Leclerc fan. I I almost I never give it to Max. I just like I refuse, you know. But it's but in this instance, it's, it's like he's yeah. I mean he was killer. I mean to just sit there and just like Wait, why steadily. do you not like Max? I mean th- I mean I feel just like I Max mean, it's and Leclerc are not, no they're, they're no not, they're like, not. I get like, how Lewis fans hate Max. Yeah, I definitely get how Lewis fans hate Max. I think I find the whole red bull vibe to be a bit like smarmy and i find max to be a little joyless uh i find helmet marco to be not even a dog whistle racist just like an out and out racist <laughs> you know like, like you know like I, right. you know they're like I, I just like all and like i find horner to have like really like kind of i don't know like like dark like like country gentry tory energy and i just think like it's like all like things that i just like don't vibe with and i so i just i i feel like they are they have great max is i don't like hate max like max is i don't think he's like he, he he's not like an out and out asshole you know or anything like that and i do appreciate the fact that him and leclerc have like a very like cordial like friendly r- rivalry although i also think it's easy for max to have that he's yeah. like you know it's very easy for max to be the one who plays it cool throughout all of this you know right so you know well, through but- the through the first few races of the year we, we we said that every time that you saw max talking to charles he was like mansplaining to charles yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was always like he's always like yeah i came around came around the edge there and it was always like Stop sunning him. But he was just like getting <laughs> yeah. in his head. And Max is like, no, we're all friends. Like off the like on the Max's whole ethos is like on the track, anything can happen and I can put you into a wall and I can do like whatever. But off the track, like, can't we all like like why is everyone being so mean? Like why is why are people why do people hate me? And he wants everything to be a hunky dory. But the reality is like Max is Max was raised under Josh Verstappen. I mean, he's a killer yeah. through and through. Sure. And um yeah, he, he he doth protest too much sometimes. No, there is. To... It's like, is there? There's it. There's a dead. That's the thing I don't like. Is it's the I call it joyless. But there's like a there is like a dead inside quality to all of it. Where he he is the Mike Myers analogy is a good one. He is a killer. He is a killer. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Uh, all of those of you watching live on YouTube, stick around. We'll be back in a few minutes uh, to talk about uh, uh, what has been a very busy, crazy news day in F1 for like a Tuesday in August. So we'll, oh, we'll yeah. be back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty-four-seven U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
All right, we are back, uh, back with Matt and Brian from the Red Flags F1 podcast. Welcome back, guys. Okay, we're going to talk about some of the news that has broken over the last few days. We'll start with the event that kicked it all off. Sebastian Vettel, four-time F1 champion, uh, announced his retirement, um, which has set off a chain of events that we'll talk about Momentarily, but let, let's talk about Sebastian for a moment. He's kind of a, you know, he is a legend of the sport, uh, you know, a, you know, a multiple time champion, um, but maybe perhaps not Brian's favorite. Brian, what, what, where's the anti, what's the anti vet all? Where, uh, as our, well, as we honor his, his time at F1, why don't you explain to us why you don't like him? It's, it's it's interesting. I, I'll say that Matt converted me, and now I've like taken the ball and really ran with it on okay. my on my like my, my Vettel hate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think part of it. I mean, we came into the sport after his glory. Sure. So we're newer fans. So we so we didn't get to see the glory days. Um, and when we came into it, we're like everyone was raving about this guy Sebastian Vettel and what a good, decent man he is. Um, but it wasn't. It was like as much as he was a good and decent man, I was like, but where's the base? Is where's you know is, <laughs> yeah. is it really reflected on where's the track? The and yeah. I was finding that not to be the case. Now, granted, he was on 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 not as you know great teams, but then when we did our, our deep dive on him, and it was kind of like, oh, when in his glory days, he was like a ruthless asshole. Yeah, he had the stuff back in the day for sure. He had the and stuff. he was cocky Whoa. and he did the number one thing and people hated him and he was like flexing all day on like I'm the best I'm the I'm the hottest thing in Formula One and now he's like talking about the bees and I'm like where, where I, <laughs> yeah. I what about this guy I miss this guy where's the killer because all I see is the humanitarian and I don't watch Formula One for the humanitarianism okay he I did watch have, Formula One for me for the killer well, yeah, but I ahead, want man. but you can be a humanitarian and win. Like Lewis, Lewis has human sure. rights issues that he's concerned about and he wins. And I also think I also think it's kind of a thing that we do is, is we kind of we, we kind of see ourselves <laughs> consciously or unconsciously as, as market correctors. Like if if, <laughs> if 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 a driver gets too much love, then we immediately have to start hating them. Sure. And if a driver gets too much hate, then we we sort of ease off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's just a thing that we do. So Vettel, I'm like, I'm just, I'm suspicious. Do you know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. He you know has, what I'm saying? He, I, I'm, I do that, like that the guy. Red Bull car was incredible. Well, let's go through it. Right. You know this better than I do, but that Red Bull car was unbeatable. Unbeatable. Right? So all you had to, well, and then what happened? Right. There were some Ferrari cars in there that were also very good, but they didn't end up. Well, the, because they're Ferrari. Because they're Ferrari. Also, you talk about Red Bull being a toxic environment. It's not positive vibes at your favorite team, Ferrari. But we'll leave that aside. Uh, we'll leave that aside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see what I do? You you go after Red Bull. I just I try to market correct a little bit. Yeah. But but that 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 Red Bull car was incredible. Um, what happens? Daniel Ricardo comes in. Yeah. Daniel Ricardo. He's kind of like this like tragic Leighton Hewitt figure where he like came around along in the wrong time. But if he came around a few years earlier, maybe he would have been world champion. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just he, you know he starts beating 
Vettel. What does Vettel do? He runs to Ferrari. Of course, that's a horrible decision. You should never go to Ferrari. But that car, and we know now that maybe those those drop balls were probably maybe not his fault after we see what's happening in Charles. But Charles beat him. Uh, yeah, so no, Charles. He's had a really and- tarnished legacy after those four, he and he's still and we'll- young. He's still young. He's only he's, 35. He's like younger right. than I am, which so, actually was really upsetting right. to me when I realized he was younger than I am. Right. Because I feel like so he's if a we're really doing if we're doing like a draft, if we're doing like a draft of like the guy. So it's like maybe Lewis first, maybe Max. But it's like I would take a lot. Like if we do Alonzo's career like five times, I think a, like a like it's Alonzo that should have four. And Vettel that maybe oh, Alonzo has something. There is I, I said it once on the show, but there is something crazy. Like Alonzo is, like he's a grant. He like he's eight championship points over three seasons away from being a five-time world champion or something like that. It's like some insane stat where he's just like just breathtakingly close. To be and you know who found somebody that stat? we consider the all-time Alonzo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Alonzo reminds people of that stat. Yeah, <laughs> Alonzo is a fucking legend. I love. It. See, I just anything that smacks to us this performative, like Vettel picking up the. Tr- I mean, it's yeah, not yeah, even. It's-, it's like him riding the scooter. It's just okay, like but the one the performative thing he did that I loved was the swapping of the places. But that had a cocky that, energy to it. That so you, had think, an assholery to it. Yeah, yeah so we love that. That kind of thing. That kind of thing we love and we gravitate towards. And that's what, that's that's an, that's a Fernando Alonso move. Yeah, and then maybe yeah. it was a Sebastian Vettel of old move. Yeah. But like we we you know there's like the the elder statements statesman of now Formula One, which is. Alonso and Vettel and like we're much more of like an Alonso guy. Also, yeah. you know why Sebastian Vettel left the left the meeting a couple weeks ago? No. I remember when he let when he stormed you, out yeah, of the Yeah, I do remember that. He yes. got fined. I found out why he did that. Which is a, it it's a great he he stormed out of the meeting because Alonso for like the fourth week in a row was ranting about his, he like he had a prepared speech of why his time penalty in Canada was wrong. And I was just like, <laughs> and he just Legend. couldn't listen to Alonzo <laughs> just bitch and moan about his time penalty again. He's like, I am too, I cannot listen to that. I, I hate him so much. I, and I'm like, wow, it actually made me love both of them. Right. Yeah. Like this guy's like, I'm not getting out. any younger. I can't listen to this shit. And this guy's like, I'm 41 years old. I'm not going to change. I, I care. I'm going to fucking litigate this. I, I will never change. I've learned nothing from my days at McLaren or Ferrari. Okay, so um, yeah. speaking, we'll just so that's our that's our homage to Sebastian yeah. Vettel right that's there. Our that's, our, that's as we send him off. Good luck that's in your next travel to Vettel. That's our, like no, I mean I like I, I, I support I support him being. Um, I support him supporting climate change. Yeah, it is good that he stuff. does that. Yeah, but but it, but sometimes sometimes even like like Lewis for this Black Lives Matter stuff is really great. But like you know when the stuff with like sometimes they're very vague. These guys that they speak in these vagaries, these these positive, like oh the climate's getting too hot. Like we should do better, guys. Yeah, like, I I find that speak. I find that this is not uh, the same. But like their whole. What it's not re races run, but whatever they're doing right now, whatever that campaign yeah. is to counter like the bullying or like the 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 
you know, whatever was said at the Austrian Grand Prix by fans, I find to be uh, Stefano Domenicali's interview on that before the Hungarian Grand Prix, where they were like, so what are you guys doing to take on like, you know, like uh, harassment and like aggressive actions by fans? And he was like, oh, we're going to be very strong on this, was what he said. (laughs) They were like, is what he said. And they were like, and and then another guy asked him, he was like, so what specifically are the plans? And he was like, we are we are going to take this very seriously. It's just great. It was like this this these are this is nothing. These are nothing statements. Right. This is nothing. So I I am empathetic. A lot that. of lip service in F one, yeah. and you know, and and like when um, Boris Johnson stepped down, like Lewis, what did Lewis say? He said he said you know our world leaders they got to do better. They're failing our people. It's a nothing statement. Right? And Lewis is one of the the bar is really low. I mean, we said this in our last podcast. LeBron James was like. You know, he took it. He was like, Donald Trump is a bum. He just said it. Yeah. I mean, there was not like he got real specific. So, you know, Sebastian Vettel says, you know, the the climate's heating up. He's got a Ramco all over his car. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's actually specific evildoers that that he could call out and he's not. So, right. well, well, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Well, we'll see what he does. I, it seems like he doesn't know what he's going to do next. I've seen no, it, it, no intimation of where he's going from here. I don't know so. that, that his, his, his retirement announcement seemed pretty um, organized. Yeah. It was black and white on Instagram. It's it was like true. an 824 movie. I was like, is this a trail? What is this? The trailer? <laughs> <It was. laughs> I like blueberries. I, I like did, blueberries I it, but I was like- and four leaf clovers. <laughs> like, is this a, is this in the writers guild is this a is this a union production that's gonna happening get right a, here? this is gonna get a freaking spirit award <laughs> jesus okay well let's 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 move on then to the guy who we've really mostly praised yeah. during the segment which is fernando alonso the prince of darkness yeah he has executed el plan once again and made a move from alpine to aston martin a move that a mere like 48 <laughs> hours something that a mere 48 hours ago like with some buddies i was like just I almost yelling at how that was now never happened. They asked me, and I was like, "That's so stupid." Of course, he's not doing that. These rumors are idiotic. Like, I like, why in the living hell would he ever do that? And then, like a day later, he he did it. Yeah, he did it. So it's like yeah. I don't, I I I don't. I mean, so first, I mean, tell me that what. I, I don't Just get cue it. Just the dark Vader it. music. I don't get it. Like Alpine is much better than Aston Martin. Alpine is knocking on the door of. They're not battling for the, seriously battling for the top three, but like they are the top of the midfield. And anyway, the top of the midfield, you know, in theory, is one or two smart moves away from a couple seasons. You know, being, you know, up in yeah, the mix yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. At least fighting for mm-hmm. podiums more regularly. Aston Martin is in the dregs. They are in the gutter right now. It has just been. Uh, I, I, what what yeah. is this move? Is it just because it's like I need to be the I want to be the the main man and 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 I'll be I, it here? I thought about this a lot. I did the full cycle of <laughs> yeah, it. first. I was enraged first. I I, I probably I've probably fully because I'm a huge Alonzo fan. I'm probably in full denial right now. So like <laughs> let me let me caveat with that. I'm completely in denial probably. Yeah, but I love this move. <laughs> Okay. Fernando. Well, well, okay. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So okay. I went from hating yeah, this yeah, move. Yeah. I went from yeah. the rational person 
like yeah. you. Okay, so how but did I you get about, first to of all, I love First this. of all, first of all, let me just say, Alpine is a clown show. They signed <laughs> Estefraud Ocon to like on a million year deal. He sucks. He's so mid. He's got no personality. Alonzo, he's lost to pretty much every teammate he's ever had. Okay. So that so on that side of the paddock, they're they they locked themselves into that seat, which is stupid. I just can't get through a through an ep and and he's so lucky. I mean, Esteban, like, I mean, he he basically saved Alonzo's uh, Ocon's life by leaving. I mean, nobody's more relieved than Ocon that he's gone. But um, what I was going to say is, I mean, they weren't, they were only offering him a one year deal. So he didn't want to stay there for one more year. He wants to be in the game for longer. And he looked at, um, you know, Aston Martin. And he saw they were gonna they're offering a, him a two plus one, so three yeah. years. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, so, I, it I mean, definitely is a longer game for sure. From from that point of view, that's a no brainer. Secondly, they're building a new factory, which I'm now real. I was skeptical. Now you're very really invested in the about. Aston. Martin. Now you're like the Aston <laughs> Martin new factory wait, is gonna wait, be way they state in, of the art. They, wait you to you they see state this, of the guys. art. They brought in a. They brought in the next car is going to be designed by a very senior guy at Red Bull, so it's going to have a lot of Red Bull fingerprints on it. And I want to say this: I had my doubts about Lawrence Stroll when they brought in Vettel because Vettel was already a diminished asset. I thought when they brought him in, he was already losing to um, to Leclerc. 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 Yeah. So he was a distressed asset where he would look where Stroll would look good against him. When you're bringing in when you're bringing in Alonso to me, you're telling me you want to win. And you're like, okay, Stroll, you had a guy that you would look good against. Now we're bringing in a, a psycho. And it's and what's going to happen is going to happen. Because the reason I couldn't get behind Aston Martin was because it's like, why am I going to root for a team that doesn't really put winning first? Just like, think about the things your... that Fernando Alonso is going to say to Lance Stroll. Like the, the just the soul-crushing comments he'll make after his races. favorite driver growing up was fernando Alonso. i know we, the, wait can we cut away and, 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 and there's our cue we've got these together look at that little jewish boy look at my boy. handsome baby boy my handsome baby boy here and his with his hero his hero it's gonna who, be a baby boy again let me tell you yeah he's yeah i mean this is back I'm, in in the back when in yeah. Lancel's Ferrari driver academy days, talking about something that Lawrence must have paid a lot for. I feel like to get, but there, yeah. So uh, he's he's definitely. I mean, if if he was if I mean if Fernando was beating Ocon week in week out, he, I mean he's gonna. I mean Stroll's he's gonna roast Stroll. I feel like right. And he's that's gonna roast Stroll, Stroll but, being yeah. Yeah, and I, but I also think I'm like I'm like if if Stroll has that level of respect for him, I think that like it's interesting about Lawrence Stroll because or not Lawrence, Lance Stroll is that like he's had little moments of 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 greatness, but I think that he is like at the end of the day, like the upbringing, the the the, the vibe. I don't know how much respect he's going to like get, dole out, but maybe he like sit behind Fernando Alonso for a couple of years, learn a thing or two, and maybe they could be a force to be reckoned with. I also want to say, he'd be a good number two. He'll be a good number two. Yeah, I have some breaking yeah. news here. What oh, happened? Shit. Breaking news. Oscar Piastri has just released a tweet because it came out that Oscar Piastri is going to Alpine. Yeah. We were. Right. Yeah. Well, Oscar Piastri just tweeted five minutes ago. 
I understand that without my agreement, Alpine F1 have put out a press release late this afternoon that I am driving for them next year. This is wrong, and I have not signed a contract with Alpine for 2023. I will not be driving for Alpine next year. Wow. What? Wow, that is See, a break, that is some good break. That is some good breaking that, news on the bot. I wow. I just presume. Wow. wow. I mean, in that wow. case, he's probably not. I gotta presume he's just. He. They're not gonna just let him go to McLaren. I mean, where is he gonna drive for? What's he didn't going want to drive. On? <laughs> well, also the, the the other piece of news is that isn't isn't Fernando Alonso on a yacht right now and fucking in Greece and and yeah. and they can't get a hold of him and that Alpine found out this news that he was going to from Aston the, Martin from through the, the press, press release through the press release. Yeah, that's how that's how Otmar Otmar is, is is trying to call Alonso and and it's going straight you know, to I voicemail. like Otmar a lot. I feel like Otmar. <laughs> It's <laughs> going straight to voicemail. Amar has he mega did the chill Rossi vibes, thing. but he this is a this is a total mess. This is a gong show. But I love all. I Wait, like so all is he hour. definitely going somewhere else? Well, how can he? He's under con. This is like he can't just walk. Like to your point about McLaren and Mike claiming they're going to get rid of him. It's like I think McLaren theoretically could get rid of Ricardo in the sense that they could pay him a fortune to make him go away. But I don't think Piastri can be like, no, I'm just not doing it. Like I think so his options just gonna are sit on not the sidelines another a, year. I guess because you're what? Because you're that mad at 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 Otmar Zafnauer for saying you're going to drive for them next year. Like what? Why would you do that? That's not a good call, in my opinion. There's only 20 seats in the cut, and he already said he didn't want to drive for Williams. I thought that was the my understanding of the whole Piastri to McLaren thing was is that they were gonna when they thought. Alpine thought they were going to have Alonso next year. Obviously, they thought that just a day or two ago. Otmar was saying he was very confident he was staying. staying, And they were going to try to get Piastri in a seat at Williams. Because likely one, if not both of those seats, were potentially going to open up. Because there's been rumors that Albon might move on as well somewhere else. I, I, I don't know about that. But we'll see. But at least Latifi's seat is likely going to be available. And they were going to slot him in there. And supposedly he said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to be a backmarker. I'm going right. to try to get a seat at McLaren. And McLaren was down to talk, you know, which obviously they're not considering replacing Lando in that instance. You know, it's, it was only one guy we're talking about them replacing in that instance. So I don't know exactly how that would have worked contractually. So I don't know. So he's, he's – Well, no, no. Well, what I think could have happened was is they is that they did – we don't – we're not aware of this. But what we think might have happened okay. – what could have happened, and this is what the delay was, and this is what people were speculating in the delay, right? Because – when when Fernando left them with their dick in their hands, uh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Fernando, but Fernando did. Fernando is such a such an iconic move going to Aston Martin. I love this. See, I'm loving oh my this move. God. You, the the one eighty you pulled on this. I think this is such a dumb move. No, and you no, were like, they you wouldn't have... give him. I, he could have gotten. Hey, hey. He could have gotten another year after that. They would keep him around. Basically. No, they, they they wanted they wanted him. They they listen the disrespect. They <laughs> they were treating this legend, this living legend, like a seat warmer for this little Australian kid, and he wasn't having it. Yeah. So I, yeah. so basically, Amar Safnauer thinks he's this genius because he's a nerd and he could build. No, it wasn't even Amar. It was the other guy. But but basically, what might have happened is they were like, okay, so we're gonna keep. Because Fernando is not going anywhere. Disrespect. We're going to let you negotiate. We're going to let you go somewhere else for a year. So we're going to let you start. We're going to let you open the marriage up. 
right? Yeah, but were they and in? Yeah, okay, go ahead. And he talked to Williams, and he talked to McLaren, maybe, and maybe they hammered something out, and now they're trying to close the marriage up again. And Oscar Piastri's like, no. Yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly like, no. I mean, if you know, I, I, uh, you know. Presuming Brian didn't just make up that tweet, you know, I think. No, this is stupid because I would rather. Some men just want to see the world burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather drive for, if I'm Oscar Piastri, I'd rather drive for Alpine than McLaren. It's doing better. And um, so, and I don't have to go up against Lando Norris. And I've been in, and I've been in the driver's academy and I'd, yeah, I'd rather go up against. I'd rather go O-Con. up against Esteban Ocon all day O-Con long. Ocon than Lando, yeah. Than Lando Norris, yeah. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man and the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's look at the so let's take a look at the drivers lineup for next uh, next season real fast. A, a moment ago, I was about to say this is already inaccurate because it should be Oscar Piastri there, but it is back. It is now reverted back to being accurate. Uh, <laughs> what a so, shit show! Like I, as, over the course of the show, it's 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 evolved. This graphics evolved a few times, and I and I guess. I don't know. I was going to say who ends up in these various spots. We don't know. I feel like I feel like Zhou Guan Yu is going to stay. I feel like he's done a nice job. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. just haven't mm-hmm. figured that out yet. I actually feel like that. I, I don't know. What, the Alpine situation seems very fluid. I don't know what's going to happen with Mick. I know they haven't signed a deal, but it doesn't – I feel like Ferrari – with all their loyalty to the Schumachers are going to throw their weight around and make Haas, some, Haas stick with them for another year. That's what I feel like. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, probably. I, I, probably. I would think that they would do that. So yeah. who does Alpine get for this seat, if not Oscar Piastri? Like, I genuinely don't know. Alex Albon? 
You think Alex Albon's leaving Williams? There, there had been. I had heard some rumors that like he was shopping around and being like, "How do I get into a more competitive seat again? Like, how do I get back out of this?" And it's a, now I think it's a good question: Is does somebody want Alex Albon? If you're putting your, ch- you know, are you like, why are you just keeping? Alex Albon warm for Red Bull in case they need him in a in a pinch or something like that or you know whatever you know I I don't know so it's it's I don't know but but maybe he stays it seems like most likely that he'd just stay it seems like the simplest like most likely outcome um, if Pierre no. wasn't crapping the bed I would say Alpine would take would would try to get him out of his contract at AlphaTauri yeah right snap him up get two French drivers get two French drivers for Alpine uh-huh. that would make the most sense to me. I think it's probably possible to buy him out. It's probably possible, uh, and Red Bull seems pretty. You Red know, Bull it, wants to dump Red Bull. They don't. They want to dump him. They want yeah. to keep him uh, just happy enough, but they're not. They're not really putting their weight. No, I don't all. think he's. I think honestly, it's probably the smart move for Gasly if he can figure. But where that is out. Piastri driving? This is all. Yeah, I, yeah. Like where is he? Going? I mean, he just well, said the, no to a perfectly thing? good seat. So Mark Webber's his manager, which I didn't know was the case, which is suspect. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I really trust Mark Webber for that Why? kind of thing. Because he's a dr- – I don't know. I'm just like this multi-21, Seb, multi-21. I mean, this guy well, – is- Isn't it funny that Seb that Seb opened his whole life up for him now? <laughs> that it was Sebastian Vettel that did him one turn or – but then I guess what I was hearing was that he he had this like preliminary potential deal with McLaren, yeah. and that there's that there's a McLaren o- option for this whole thing. Which in which case it raises the question for me of of like do does McLaren do a little swap where they get Piastri yes. and then and then yeah, Danny Rick goes, goes, goes to Alpine, or just like um, I don't think I don't think but if you're I don't Alpine, think, I mean, why do you want Piastri would have Rick? to be insane. To say this without another, without a seat, that, without knowing he has a but seat. But also, if you're Alpine and you're and you're in a dogfight with McLaren, and you're and you presumably are there again next year, they're your main rival. The way the grid shakes out at this time, why are you thinking? Oh yeah, let's just swap our young, our like rising superstar or like potential. I know Piastri's not a superstar yet, but like our, you know, our, our F2 champ and like guy who could be cream of the crop F1 driver for your like, you know, winter of his career, far second best <laughs> guy. Like, why do you do that? Like, why, what is the logic for you there to play ball with them? Because they were keeping, they were keeping <clears throat> Piastri in the friend zone for what they thought was one more year, and that might have pissed him off. But, but I mean, but why and do now you they take want back him? Ricardo? Like, why do you even do the swap? Like, why? Because it wouldn't make sense for Alpine. It wouldn't really make sense for Alpine. No, what there, I think there is something in there in his clause. And because here's the problem: is that is it is that Alpine doesn't supply any engines, so they don't really have the same relationships to to place people. Right, right. But right. I think there's something like. It's like these 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 develop these programs these driver programs. It's part of the thing. It's like okay, if you can't get a seat with us, we're going to try to place you. That's part of the deal. Yeah, they for sure. To make a good faith effort, they have to make a good faith effort to get him a seat. But and at some point, like part making of that good, good faith effort. But at some part, making a like that's it's. I can't think of a good analogy for it, but it's definitely like there's a cut off your nose despite your face thing to like make a good faith effort to place a young driver somewhere. But the, but for that you have to take back 
like a like a, an old driver on the decline. You know, when you're but if Mark actively- Weber makes if Mark Weber talks to Zach Brown and Zach Brown says he's interested and then Alpine spikes it, that's going to that's going to poison your relationship. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like done. you're not giving me a seat. I mean, me it may seat. be. It may you're not be, giving me done. a seat. So, so you're hiring this old guy for another year. So but, you're going to tell me that you're going to keep me in the friend zone? And, well, they were like 30 minutes ago. What? They were, and then I don't know what they are doing right now. No, they're all. But the thing is, they're only giving him a seat because because the, Alonzo, Alonzo wouldn't walked. agree to a one year deal. Alonzo made a brilliant move in going to Aston Martin. Yeah. To your point, uh, just 4D chess. I'm telling you, he's going to be a world <laughs> champion. Where Three is years? the like? Who, okay, who's the Adam Schefter of? Of F one, is it Martin? Is it Will Buxton? Because I'm like, yeah, who can we who can Although we Will actually B- rely on for these trade? You know, it's like who's the Woj? Who's the F one Woj? Just shot themselves. I actually like, don't. Who's the F one Woj? <laughs> I, 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 I need Woj bombs. Who's dropping the Woj bombs? I need we need Woj like bombs. I was talking out of their ass. No one knows shit. Buxton's like in the Buxton's too much like part of the family i mean he's he's like he he's a, he's, he's only facing. speaking what what f1 he's only saying what f1 wants him to say he's not gonna right. like we need blow a little gremlin not, that, yeah. that's got two blackberries yeah, yeah who's yeah. that guy? i don't i don't know that i want to be that guy you can't i mean it's who's just like talk to me fernando <laughs> he's he's Bobby. not picking up Otmar Safnauer's calls, but he's picking up yours on his Greek phone. You know, yeah, yeah. Booby, Booby, I got Gunter on the line. I got Gunter on the line. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, I want, no, no. He was like, he was like, he was like, Fernando's like, I'm signing with, I'm signing with Aston Martin, and then he throws his phone in the wall. That's what Kimmy yeah, did. He that's literally what signed did. Kimmy a con- style. He signed, he signed with a Ferrari, I think, and he threw his phone in the ocean. <laughs> I, he was my first love when I first joined. He was my original favorite driver. Yeah, he was my because I was like, yeah. this guy's great. This guy's totally great. Okay, last last piece of news here. Probably not on the scale of this, but it also broke today. A little side note in in F one land is that Lewis Hamilton has bought a stake in the Denver Broncos uh, as part of the Walton family, uh, you know, the the Walton heirs, uh, you know, takeover attempt. He joins a couple other notable uh, members of this investment committee. Condoleezza Rice as well, I think, is also in this investment group or whatever. But Ew. they're buying the, buying, the, <laughs> buying the Denver Broncos. My favorite piece, I was reading just one little thing about this. I was reading like some British article on him doing this. And they were talking about the Waltons and a few other members. I think it's like the Penners or something. I forget. But a few other members of this investment group. And they were like, well, Lewis Hamilton owns a home in the Colorado mountains, as do many other members of the Denver Broncos investment group. As if that was like a little tidbit or detail, like they bump into each other at like the Telluride Albertsons or something. And like that's how this all came to be, as if like they all own homes in Colorado. And that's why... They all got together to do this. I just thought it was a very, I thought that was a very funny British, de- like for a detail for a British person to include as if that is at all relevant to Lewis. No. I he guess has buying- homes probably in other places as well. Yeah, he has like 30 homes, I'm sure. He's Though got I'm home, also he's like, got- <laughs> I'm like, it, it, it does, it does evoke like the like evil cartoon drawing of like what rich people talk about at parties. Yeah. They're, they're like they're at like, a party and they're like, Hmm, are you a Broncos fan? Yes, I am. I don't like how they've been doing things recently. We should buy them, shan't we? <laughs> <laughs> and Lewis is like, yeah, man. Yeah, you should do that. I'll, I'll, He's I'll teaming up there. with the Waltons, like one of the most evil, like rich 
Yeah, yeah. Although now, although Walden's used to be evil, and now like they're the the mom and pop shop, and it's Amazon. Oh yeah, sure. You think w- w- Walden's are the weird? rebels against the uh, evil empire? Yeah, that's how I think. It's of like Walmart. how Barnes and Noble used to be like evil, and now it's like oh cute. Bar- it's a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> how quaint. Well, we'll see. We'll see if this, uh, you know, if the if the Broncos can. I don't know. Can capture a little bit. We of the can't leave this stream until culture. until we know where Oscar's going. <laughs> yeah. We just stuck have to here. Sit here for like... Brian just has to keep refreshing Twitter. Yeah, I mean, have we any updates where... on that? No, I, I can't. I can't imagine so. Okay. In the meantime, let's take a look at the standings here. Uh, some heartbreaking standings for me, but we've got Max Verstappen out in first with 258 points, followed by Charles Leclerc in second, just a mere five points ahead of Perez in third, followed by George Russell, Carlos Sainz, and Lewis Hamilton, pretty much the top three teams in the league, fairly solidified at this point, as you can also see on the team standings side. Then there's your boy, Lando Norris, Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Bottas, and then Fernando Alonso. You guys were doing a lot of Ocon hate, even though he's 17 points ahead he uh, got lucky. Fernando. He's yeah. been lucky this he's year. Got, he's Please, he's Alonso, been so lucky. Come on, you've been uh, you lucky. know he has so lucky. It's actually, I you, think, I think it's more that Alonso has gotten unlucky. Like the Gremlins yeah. have really attacked right. his car. It's like a lot. He has like yeah. he's had four like DNFs, and for, they've like, all been things mistake. that aren't his fault. Yeah, right. Yeah. He has gotten really unlucky. He has. Gotten I mean, unlucky. why are you trying to provoke me? I don't know. <laughs> 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 have a nice time. Okay, we'll 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 obviously. And I guess we'll just settle back and grab a drink and wait for more Oscar Piastres. <laughs> I think. We'll just, no, I uh, okay. That's I think that's our that's our show for today, gentlemen. Uh, guys, thanks so much for having me on. Tell us a little bit where can where can we find you guys when you're you know not you know not refreshing Twitter constantly trying to fat, figure out what's next in Oscar Piastri's life. Like where where can we find you guys? You know, well, you, you can uh, you can follow us on on Twitter dot com at at the red flags F1 and you can follow us um, at on Instagram and TikTok at um, the red flags pod, the red flags pod. And um, yeah, and then we release our episodes every Monday, um, usually around 7 a.m. Eastern is when our episodes drop. So we do weekly episodes and we do race recaps and we do off week episodes. We do interviews. We have Mario Andretti on the pod. We had Blake, who is a former en- uh, uh, engineer at Red Bull on the pod. If you want to get some some of that. So, yeah, we're, we're doing this thing weekly. And then love it. Yeah, and then so come, we can come also follow the red flags. Brian, we can also find and then Matt's for social Matt's off the grid. He like goes into like don't some worry sort about of, it. Like, don't worry about it. Don't, 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 don't even try don't to find that picture. I want to show you a picture of Fernando Alonso. He posted this at the same time that uh, <laughs> Oscar posted. His. He's chilling. <laughs> Just chilling. That is that, chilling. That is some legendary stuff. Okay, but Brian, we can also find you somewhere else. Tell us a little bit where we can watch yes. what you're up to. On yeah, the, I'm on also the I'm an actor and I'm on a television show called Bridge and Tunnel. It's on Epics. That's E P I X, not F X. It's Epics, and uh, we're we're it's up. It's airing right now. So the fourth episode came out on Sunday, and we got two more episodes left this season. So you can so you can go watch that. Get a little free week trial and watch the first two seasons on season two. And you can follow me on Instagram at uh, at B Mulls. 
B-M-U-L-L-S-327. Classic, the 327. I like that in there. Okay, you, you heard that, guys. Follow, you know, like, follow, subscribe, listen, watch the Red Flags F1 podcast. Check out Bridge and Tunnel uh, on Epics not FX. You can follow me uh, at Mr. Gordian. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, all those places. Although I really don't blast grams. Don't follow me there. It's, it's like, it's like pictures of my kids every six months. And then the, and then, you know, yeah, follow us. Uh, no breaks. You know, we're on, we're on Spotify. We're on, uh, you know, Apple podcast. We're on YouTube. So are these guys. You can find them uh, in all the same spots and, uh, you know, follow no dunks, uh, you know, follow us online. We'll be here. We're going to have, it is the summer break now, but we're going to have some episodes. We're going to have some more guests on. We're going to do some fun stuff. So we'll be around uh, each week doing some stuff, even though the you know the drivers are taking a break. Fernando's you know, chilling on a boat in the Greek Isles. We'll be here hard at work, keeping you updated week over week on what's happening with Oscar Piastri. Where is he at at this exact moment? What's he having for lunch? And where is he going to drive next year? We don't know. That's our show. JD, you got anything? You got anything else for me? Uh, no, that's it. Um, you can check out Pop and Packs as well. We recorded a, a show with uh, Lee Ellis and and uh, Kelly Dwyer. They uh-huh. opened three packs of cards, and it was awesome. That's on the No Dunks. Talk about an NBA blog OG, Kelly Dwyer. Oh. A legend. A legend. A legend. A legend. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I've always wanted to say this. <laughs> Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, folks. (laughs) Remember, be faster, be last.